Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. But we'll talk about uh, a London film company who's making a documentary about He-Man. And uh, we're going to get into some best of uh, 96 take moments, including uh, marijuana-laced beer that'll be for sale sometime down the road. And the most craziest road rage story you've probably ever heard. But first, let's start off with a mystery sound here. What is this sound? It's from a viral video uh, that'll make your stomach turn. But first, I'm just going to play the clip and let's see if you can identify what it is. Stop, children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. What's that sound time here for Sheepdogs tickets and Four City Beer Fest tickets? Awesome prize here today. Right before a weekend. The game is real simple. I play you a sound effect uh, that's either in the news or interesting or something like that, and you got to tell me what that sound is, okay? Today is going to be, I feel like this is a tough one, but I think we've all been there. We'll start with Chris here. Chris, how are you this morning, bud? I'm all right. What are you up to? Oh, just sitting around, playing a game. Oh, on the radio right now. Yes, we are. Are you on your way to work or sitting at work and not working? No, I'm I'm sitting at work right now. Beautiful. Okay, here's the sound. Listen closely. Tell me what the sound is. Oh, well, that was quick. Uh, I'll we'll give you one, one more time, time here, Chris. Uh, some kind of siren alarm. Sorry, brother. I'll let you go. Moving on to Jackie here. I'll play this for you one second. What do you think that is, Jackie? Some sort of, um, like the game, oops, at uh, that new place that opened up. Sorry? You know where the Kellogg's used to be? Is it somebody at the factory doing something crazy? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. That's not the answer. Uh, Joel. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. What's that sound? Somebody getting kicked in the yee-hee? <laughs> Thank you for censoring yourself, but no, that is not the right answer. Uh, Paul here, what's the sound? Uh, smashing pumpkin concert. <laughs> it does kind of sound like a pumpkin smashing. Yeah. Not the answer. Sorry, man. Hi, FM96. Who's this? It's Trish. Trish. What's that sound? I was going to say smashing pumpkin because he screwed up on stage. That's what it sounded like, but, um, I don't know. Can I hear it one more time? Uh, okay. Oh, um, a transport horn? A transport? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Hi, FM96, who's this? Holly. Holly, okay, maybe I'll extend this clip a little bit. We'll give you more of a, more of a shot here, Holly. Oh, boy. Somebody jumping into a pool? You know what? I'm going to give you a close enough. That's somebody doing a belly flop off a bridge and breaking a bunch of ribs. Okay, Holly? I'm going to tell you the more of the story after this. She correctly guessed it was somebody jumping into the pool, and that was close enough. Uh, the reality of that clip is a lot more scary. It, it, it comes from Washington, actually, a place called Vancouver, Washington. There's a 60-foot bridge there, very famous. It's a beautiful arching bridge over a river. Um, you know, kids have been known to jump off it, teenagers especially. Uh, it's very dangerous. And... Um, 
there was uh, the vi- this video going viral um, yesterday where a girl is in a bikini. She's 16. She's on the edge of the bridge. Her friends are jumping off it, and she gets nervous, and she says, no, I, you know what? I don't want to do it anymore. I'm, I'm too scared. And then her female friend pushes her from behind, so she falls off the bridge 60 feet again and lands in a absolute belly flop, as you can hear from the sound effect. <laughs> And it's that belly flop sound. It's just so dull. It sounds so painful. Like it's barely a splash. You know, as they say, if you jump from something that high when you hit the water, it's like um, hitting concrete. And pretty close for this young girl named Jordan, 16 years old. She fell 60 feet off this bridge, broke five ribs, punctured a lung. When her friend pushed her off this bridge, uh, luckily, I mean, some other people just dove off uh, and uh, Pencil dove into the water right after and were able to pull her out and, I guess, save her life. But, geez, you got to be careful. And it's obviously dangerous, but especially when you're doing a belly flop. Here's the here's the full clip from that incident. Three, no, I won't go in two. Well, she's saying no. No, I just... Ready? <laughs> oh, that's so... The Taz Show Podcast. And this is so cool. A London-based film company has released a trailer for their documentary about He-Man. Here's the band. Here's the hero. Here's the template. When they took the figures out, these kids just went bats. They just went crazy. Everyone thought, this is ridiculous. It's never going to be a hit. Between 82 and 87, He-Man represented roughly 95% of all the growth in the toy division. And suddenly, He-Man became, you know, this billion-dollar empire. So we were frantically designing vehicles and accessories for He-Man. Rob McCallum of Pyre Productions joins us on the phone here. Rob, thank you so much, man. Yeah, I love coming on uh, the show with you guys and talking everything. Thanks for indulging uh, my movie habit. Yeah, yeah, you are doing some incredible work, man. You're so busy. Uh, you've done so many documentaries so far, uh, you know, including Nintendo Quest, uh, a documentary about London's own uh, metal uh, all-female band Kitty, and I just saw this pop up on my Facebook and had to talk to you about it because I knew this film was coming up. You teased it during the Nintendo Quest premiere, but the definitive history of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, Power of Gray Skull documentary uh, is coming out soon, and uh, it's your it's your baby, Rob. It is. We all have that one toy or cartoon that we were first obsessed with when we were a young youth, and uh, because you know, when you're a filmmaker, you make films on the things that you know best. I finally had the opportunity to to tackle He Man. I had already kind of crossed Nintendo off the list, and then Heavy Metal, as you said, with the Kitty documentary. So this was the uh, the toy that really shaped me. Do people underestimate or forget how big of a phenomenon uh, He-Man was? I think in uh, when you compare it to other brands like Transformers and Ninja Turtles, probably, because those two entities are still going on, right? There's still movies that are coming out every couple of years. There's still cartoon shows. There's still fresh toys on the shelves. 
But He-Man was really only big in the 80s. I mean, it was a billion-dollar industry. It kind of saved the company when Barbie was actually losing money. And when the Intellivision was tanking Mattel, it was He-Man that kept Mattel afloat, which is, of course, a giant toy company. Mm -hmm. But it hasn't really done anything since, despite having a couple of reboots. Is it because people are mad at the patriarchy and He-Man is such a masculine <laughs> entity? Or what, what do you think? The, why do you think the popularity dwindled? I don't think that they really knew what they had on their hands and what worked because it's this really weird blend of everything that's great about Star Wars, this fantasy kind of sci-fi stuff, but it's also a little bit of Lord of the Rings because it's set on Eternia and there's like creatures and dragons and barbarian and stuff that you would see in Conan. So when you have those two elements, which are very different, it's hard to understand why they work the way that they do to create success. Now, you, it's funny you mentioned the, the patriarchy. He-Man's sister is She-Ra, which was a spin-off show, as I'm sure you know, and yep. that's getting a reboot on Netflix. So it's interesting that the sub-brand, the spin-off brand, is coming back, but not the main brand. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just the way that the uh, the world's going a little bit. They're, they're really pushing for, for more female leads, which is awesome, but I, I'm just surprised there hasn't been a live-action He-Man movie uh, you know, coming out. Well, it's slated to come out, apparently... Apparently in 2020, I believe oh. the rights have been up in the air, and I and I believe, and I might be talking out of turn that the lights, uh, the rights will lapse if they do not get it out in time. So you know the studios are going to push to kind of make use of that IP, something familiar for everybody. Yeah. But again, this is like producing Star Wars and Lord of the Rings for a brand that really hasn't had a lot of spotlight in you know 20, 30 years. Power of Grayskull, definitive history of He-Man and the Masters of Universe from Pyre Productions. Rob McCallum, thank you for putting London on the map when it comes to documentary nerd movies. Well, thanks for reaching out, and a big shout-out to my colleagues, which I couldn't have done this film without Randall Law, Mark Hussey, and Isaac Elliott Fisher, who did the definitive history of the Ninja Turtles, which is what spawned this big team up for He-Man. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, man. The Taz Show Podcast. Friday. A lot yep. of people, I'm sure, thinking about having a, a cold one after work today. And come October 17th, your options when it comes to cold ones going to broaden quite a bit. They're saying that marijuana beverages are going to be where it's at once uh, October 17th rolls around and it's legal here in Canada. We've got Duma Winshu on the phone. He's with Province Brands and they're doing some experimentation with marijuana beer. Good morning, Duma. Morning. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's, it's really an honor. Well, I saw this article and I thought it was very interesting because everything I have heard up to this point is people adding THC, adding CBDs, to beer, so they, they brew the beer the old-fashioned way, and then they add uh, the marijuana to the beer, but you guys are trying to actually brew beer using the marijuana plant. That is correct. Uh, we are actually starting with uh, cannabis. Uh, we are mashing it in the way that they might mash barley in the first step of brewing, and then fermenting it to make a delicious beer. And then before it goes to market, the alcohol is removed uh, if it is made from marijuana so that we would never make a product that combines both alcohol and cannabis. Mm. Well, what's it taste like? Who, who's testing this, by the way? Because <laughs> I volunteer as <laughs> tribute! Well, the, uh, the testing is challenging because here in Canada, as you know, uh, marijuana beverages are not legal. And uh, I think I heard you say that 
that uh, people might be able to try this on October 17th. That's, that's also not correct. Uh, marijuana beverages will not be legal in Canada until likely about a year after October 17th. Okay, and why is that? Uh, it, that is, I, you beats me. You should ask Health Canada because I, I really don't see there being a substantial sort of safety issue with these beverages. But I think they just want to make sure they have all the rules uh, in place and, and sort of all the food safety rules. You know, you don't want an E. coli outbreak or something like this. I mean, you know, when you're smoking marijuana, you're you're incinerating it, so you don't have to worry about the bacteria and the mold and a lot of the same issues uh, you might have to worry about with the food product. So I think they want to make sure that they're having uh, good rules and regulations for good manufacturing practice, things like this. Uh, but at any rate, to answer your question of who is tasting our beverages, uh, we have had to jump through a lot of hoops to do trials of the beverages. Uh, we've had to do them in other countries or, or in states uh, in the United States where, uh, it, you know, working with marijuana and drinking it is actually legal. So we, we have not been able to, uh, to to hold legal samplings of our beverage here in Canada, unfortunately. But we have made versions of the beverage from hemp. You know, it doesn't get you high, but it, it has a very similar, has almost identical flavor, uh, and we have given that out here in Canada. You've taken a sip of this uh, marijuana beer, I'm assuming, Duma. Uh, I am probably the largest consumer in the world of this beer, actually. <laughs> what, what is the taste? Describe the taste to us. It's uh, it's savory. It's it's dry. If you could think of a white wine, which has you know maybe a sweet variant, uh, like a Riesling or, or and a dry variant, this is a dry beer. It it has a lot less sugar uh, than a traditional beer. It, it, the barley is is not there, so it doesn't have the gluten. If you're gluten intolerant, uh, but from a flavor perspective, it's it's uh, a pilsner, and it has a a very unique sort of a nutty cannabis flavor that that you don't find in a standard pilsner, and it tastes just delicious. So. We, we were uh, reading this article uh, about the product. Uh, you're quoted as saying it hits you very quickly. Oh, yeah. The effects <laughs> of the THC are very evident in your product. Uh, well, they are very evident, but it is a beer. It's not uh, designed to be like a whiskey or something, right? The idea is, you know, you might drink three, four beers watching the sports game, you know, one beer is not going to get you rocked. Uh, I mean, you'll feel it uh, in the same way that you probably would feel something if you drank one alcohol beer. But this is designed to be a sessionable product so that, you know, you do drink the entire six-pack over a period of time. And that's why it's really important that we designed it in such a way that it would hit you quickly. And more importantly than that, even that it would leave your system quickly because a standard marijuana beverage, uh, you know, that, that, that doesn't go through a process like the one we're using, it, it could keep you intoxicated for six hours or more. And, and you would really just got to have one one probably in an evening, and, and you might be stuck wherever you are. You won't be able to drive home for six hours, which would be a disaster. So, so, so we've we've gone to great lengths to give this a dose response curve similar to alcohol. What is the buzz like? Is it similar to being drunk, or is it more similar to smoking a joint? Yeah, it's funny you ask that way because it's much more similar to smoking a joint. And uh, if you've ever had a marijuana edible, the edibles and beverages have a, typically a very different buzz from smoking a joint. But because of the, the way we treat it when we make our product, we actually create something that feels more like smoking a joint than eating an edible or drinking a beverage. You also were quoted, Duma, as saying that marijuana is not good for you and our beers are not good for you. You should not drink them five times a day. You should not drink them first thing when you wake up in the morning. We're not saying that. Uh, you, do you want to clarify that statement? I, I, I agree with that statement. I mean, this is about harm reduction. We, I know uh, 
you know, probably a lot of people who listen to your show are, are big wine drinkers, big alcohol drinkers. Uh, alcohol is not good for you, uh, and and marijuana is not really good for you either, unless maybe you have a certain condition that it can treat. Which, of course, then it may be treating your condition. But for an average person, uh, you know, cannabis is 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 a healthier alternative to alcohol. But in and of itself, it's not something that you should be doing on a regular basis. We're about creating a healthier and safer alternative to alcohol, so that people can live longer lives. They can enjoy those special moments with their friends. They can still use psychoactives in the way we all use alcohol today, but lowering their risk for cancer, not consuming a toxic substance, right? Alcohol is toxic and carcinogenic. Cannabis is not uh, not contributing to their risk for dementia or, or, uh, or obesity or any of the ma- many, many uh, health harms that alcohol causes. Do you have a name for your product yet? It's too bad Bud is already taken for beer, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We like to think of ourselves as the uh, Budweiser of Bud. I mean, that's that's kind of a joke because we're actually a much higher end uh, premium product than Budweiser. But oh snap! Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the the it's just, the, the names will be announced uh, shortly, uh, and uh, the, the, the there will be no mistaking our product for anyone else's because it will be the only product on the market uh, that is actually brewed from the cannabis plant as opposed to brewed from barley and infused with cannabis. Duma Winshu is with Province Brands. They are making marijuana beer and jim kelly uh would love if you uh you get this stuff canned if you wanted to send some samples he'll try it on the air no problem <laughs> we will invite you guys to our first legal tasting in canada whatever that is right on I'm in. Go, jim happy birthday buddy <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday canada <laughs> october 17th it becomes legal sometime after that we should see these uh these marijuana beers hitting the market duma thanks for your time this morning man I got it. Thanks so much. It was an honor. The Tash Show Podcast. I was kind of distracted during your newscast at 7 o'clock, Dev, but I thought I heard a story about road rage. Could you share that with us again? Because I want to get into it here. Sure. So I'll I'll go back to my script from 7. Uh, police in Pennsylvania say a man allegedly defecated on another person during a road rage incident. Authorities did not say what prompted 69-year-old Henry George Weaver to lose wow. more than his temper. Last Friday, he was charged with harassment. The man says he has irritable bowel syndrome and was unable to control his bowels. It just so happened the victim was right beside him. When it happened, <laughs> uh, what what's going on with the world? <laughs> Are we? I, I read a study. It says that we're getting stupider. Is there a chance that we're devolving back into apes? Throwing feces is not something that a civilized human being should be doing. Yet this is the second story in recent weeks about a person throwing poop at another person. You remember the Tim Hortons mm-hmm. video that went viral? Mm-hmm. Like, that was insane. That woman just bent over, she pooped in her hand and threw it at the person working behind the counter at the Tim Hortons. There was a story I didn't even share out of Australia where there was another guy who was going around pooping on people's lawns. Like, it seems to be more of a popular thing than I originally thought. Mm. Another mad pooper, this time in Australia. Well, at least if you're pooping on someone's lawn... You're just letting it drop there. You're not doing it on another person or into your own hand so you can throw it at yeah. someone. And it's fertilizer. It's <laughs> true. Well, in Henry George Weaver's defense, he didn't throw it. He just pooped against someone. He pooped against someone, yeah. And <laughs> his defense is that he has irritable bowel syndrome. And when he gets 
He gave an interview. I can uh, show you some quotes if you'd like. Sure. Oh my God. He said, I've uh, been up with it for years. You get worked up and you have to go. I couldn't control my bowels. And he was right there. It's just as simple as that. He was right against me. He was right there. I had to drop it. He just got me worked up. Something was going to happen. I could have easily missed him, but if he had turned around, it would have happened then. I was having a bad day and it got worse. Most people who know me know I'm chill, <laughs> but you really have to do something to get me to that point. I'm not proud of it. I messed up. It happens. This guy's the incredible Hulk of pooping himself. <laughs> Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> His pants would rip, but in a different spot. Right. Not around the, the thighs. He wears the purple pants that are all <laughs> torn up. <laughs> and now he has to move on to another city. <laughs> Because everyone knows his little secret. <laughs> when I get when I get angry, the big brown guy's unleashed. <laughs> Explosive irritable bowel sy- syndrome. Weaponized. He's like an X-Man. <laughs> I hope he's in uh, Infinity War 2. <laughs> Infinity War number 2. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one man who can take down Thanos. <laughs> Get me the incredible dump. <laughs> it's the feces stone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the 96 Take. Remember, you can listen to the Taz Show on FM 96, Monday to Friday, 5.30 until around 9.15. You can also uh, listen to the Taz Show podcast. Uh, Download it wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter, at TazFM96 and the FM 96 Facebook fan page. Mike Stubbs is coming in London Live in minutes. It's Global News Radio 980 CFPL.